0: Well, good morning. It's so good to see you all this morning. Glad that you're here. And um why don't we start in prayer? How's that? Just to calm our hearts. Our great God and Father, we praise your holy name. We worship you in your goodness and your sovereignty. We are grateful for this, for your word that we may study together. Would you please keep our ears and our hearts open to what you have to say to each one of us today, in Christ's name, Amen. So this week we had a um, we covered a lot of ground, but it seemed shorter because we didn't have as many books to cover. Right? That that was exciting, but at the same time, while we're looking at the big picture, remember the whole picture. From Genesis to Revelation, we're going through. And now we've done with the Old Testament, and we were here in the New Testament, in the Gospels, That's we're talking about Jesus and how everything fits in. And this part, ladies, Jesus' birth, his death, his resurrection, the Holy Spirit, the beginning of the church, ladies, that... with our little umbrella visual over the whole thing. What we're talking about today with those, it's the crux. It's the thing that keeps the umbrella up. That's everything in the Old Testament points to this side. Everything that we're going to learn about in the epistles and what's to come points to this place. It all rests here on Jesus' birth and his death and his resurrection and the Holy Spirit and the start of the church. This is what it's all about. This is the big thing. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what the Israelites were waiting for. The Messiah has come. Jesus. He's the main thing. It's all about him. Jesus. Jesus. Everything points to him. And today, I admit, I wish we just weren't flying through for a bird's eye view as we were going over and I was preparing. Each point today is just such a beautiful one to sit in for hours and hours and days and more days and weeks. And more weeks and for forever, may our hearts long more and more for the main thing for jesus let 's look today at these um, at these four i don 't know what I want to call them uh, i didn 't think of a word for them but they the, they 're they're the thing that we we 're basing our faith on. They're, how is that? Wow, that's so um, Wow, that's lovely. With his death, Jesus' death, we saw, right? And I hope that, that you feel confident in this that the Old Testament, from the beginning, even in Genesis, how everything pointed to the Savior. Right, That there would be a savior. That there would be a Messiah. How everything pointed to the Lamb of God. Do you remember that part? Do you remember in Egypt? When God was moving them out. And how did he protect them? From the wrath as he sent the angel of death with the perfect lamb, remember? And the lamb had to be slain and the blood of the lamb was put over the doorposts and the angel of death would pass over and they were saved by the blood. This is Jesus' death that it's pointing to. Jesus is the sacrifice for our sins. He is the atonement. All the sin of the world was placed on him. All the sin of the world was placed on him. We know. We know. We have studied that God is holy. just and righteous we've seen it haven't we we've seen his judgment didn't we do you remember judgment that he had the power that he displayed because make no mistake ladies sin must have a consequence it must have a payment And it will not be left unpunished by a righteous and holy God. Remember the sacrifices. The way that the Lord told the the people to sacrifice. Why? To make atonement for their sin and to bring them back into relationship with him. Because he was holy. Holy. God providing a way back to himself because he is holy. Let us never forget that, ladies. Let us never forget that. That, the forgetting that God is holy can lead us right down the path of forgetting him. Did we see it over and over with the Israelites? And how did we ask ourselves, didn't we? How could they do that? could they do that? Look how he's providing for them. Look how great he is. Look how he's showing them how much he loves them. And yet they turn away. They forgot that God is holy and righteous. And we can go right down that same path of forgetting him thinking that if we don't obey or if we don't follow him or if we don't continue to deepen our roots in who he is, that it's no big deal. We can get lackadaisical in our faith and our walk. But ladies, God is holy. All of the punishment for sin was poured out on Christ. For all, for all time, a price was paid. A price was paid. We owed it. We owed it. But God. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love for us. Poured it all out on Jesus. I could not stand or take the wrath of a holy and righteous God. You could not stand and take the wrath of a holy and righteous God. We would be consumed. But Jesus, but Jesus, he did it for us. It's just too high. It's too much. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. May this feeling just... May the truth of it just overwhelm our hearts. Jesus Christ hung here for you and for me, and the wrath of God was poured out on him. And you and I, we're behind it, and we are safe. Because Jesus Christ gave it all for you and for me. And he said, it is Finished, and he died and the penalty for your sin and mine for all was paid it was paid in full the lamb was slain the blood of our savior was shed wash our hearts clean of sin that we may be back in right relationship with God. But if he stays here and he stays in the tomb, what hope do we have? We don't. We don't. here it is friends the lamb was slain to bring the dead you and me spiritually dead no breath no life the lamb was slain to bring life to dead people jesus christ died he was dead Power of God. He was raised from the dead. Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. He lives. He lives. Because He lives, the door to the eternal life is thrown open. Do you remember? Do you remember how it talks about the significance of the veil being torn, ripped open? Do you remember what was behind that? The Holy of Holies. No one could go go to meet God at that place, no one. Once a year, the high priest could go in and offer gifts, and they had to put a rope around him in case he died in front of the power and presence of God. It's ripped open. The gates of heaven are ripped open. Because Jesus is alive. He is the resurrection. He is the life. He conquers sin and death. And he opens the door. The gates of heaven are thrown open for you and for me. Our relationship with God is restored. The father looks at you and he looks at me and he sees his son. If you have the son, ladies, if you have come to him and fallen at the cross and and asked forgiveness and claimed, Lord, I know this is the only way. You are the only way. You've said it over and over. Come, wash my heart clean. The dead to life. Ladies, let us never forget this. We love, we worship, we serve, and we obey, and we follow, and we trust a living Savior, a living God. Our God is alive. I was feeling a little more emboldened? Are we feeling a little more hope? This is our hope, ladies. We do not serve the gods like the Israelites would go to or even as we sometimes, what do we cling to? The things of money or power or security. Those things are dead. They're not alive. God lives different than every religion in the whole world. Our God is alive. We believe and we stand on the firmness that Jesus Christ lives. He was resurrected from the dead. Amen. Amen. That is our hope. And as you and I follow him and receive that forgiveness And that hope of eternal life. Get this. He gives again. He gives again. As we read in his own words, Jesus told his disciples that he would not leave them as orphans, but he would send the Spirit of truth, his helper. Holy Spirit of God is given to you and to me as we become believers and followers of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God is in us, He's given to us. Jesus said in John. 14, 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him. But you know him, because he abides or lives with you, and will be in you the spirit of God the spirit of truth is a person God the spirit and he comes to live in you how will you know him because he abides with you he lives with you and will be in you I love Jesus' words I will not leave you as orphans I will come to you the spirit of God will be in us as he told them and I couldn't comprehend I mean could any of us if someone tells us that we love so dearly it's better if I go away how could it be better not to have you by my side how could it be better not to be able to see you and to see your beautiful face. How could it be better? But with Jesus, he's saying, it will be better. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Jesus Christ died for their sins, but it's because he was raised from the dead and he is alive that we live. And he gives us his spirit, he seals us to God. The spirit is like a big stamp on your forehead that said, I belong to Jesus. He gives again the God in us. And what did he tell them after he had come back in Acts when he said that go and wait because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, correct? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Ladies, do you remember... We have studied, we have seen the power and the mighty hand of God, haven't we? In creation, the spirit, it said in Genesis, was hovering over and creating, giving life. We saw the power of God as he parted the Red Sea. We saw the power of God as he... his son and a virgin. We saw the power of God as Jesus performed miracle after miracle after miracle. And we saw the power of God in the resurrection from the dead. This power, this same power, the spirit lives in us. The same power lives in us. Now, wait, don't skip over this part. Don't skip over it because I'm not sure what to make of that. Don't skip over it because we want to get to the next part. Ladies, this truth is one that we want to wrap our hearts and our minds and our souls around. We want to grab onto this. Remember, we serve a living God and his living spirit is in us. What if? What if we believed? What if we lived? Like the power of God is in us. It's a truth. what if we even started to grasp one little piece of that ladies if you and I have the spirit of the living God in us who could be against us doesn't that stir your heart to boldness so what if people don't like us so what If this happens or that happens, and I am not saying, hear me, that life is not hard or that it doesn't stink or that there are things that will just rip our hearts out and throw them on the ground and stomp on them. But we have the spirit of the living God in us. And nothing can ever separate us from that love or that truth or from God. He is in us. And that hope. Well, it beats everything. The spirit in us is there to change us to be more like Christ. To remind us of his words. To comfort us. To encourage us. Stay on the course. Stay on the course. And to breathe courage into us. Step out and to trust and to be bold. Ladies, we serve a living God. Let's tell people about him. He is there to change us. He, He is there to open our eyes and to soften our hearts. To remind us. There are these two beautiful verses in Romans. The first one is Romans 5 5, and it says, And hope. Does not disappoint. That's what we're going for. That's what we're hoping it is that our our salvation and, and that we'll be in heaven with Christ. And it does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within us, within our hearts, through who? Through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God is just poured out like buckets and buckets into our hearts by the Spirit. What else does the Spirit do? Ladies, this verse, the Spirit himself, the Spirit, he could have just left it like that. He's kind of reiterating who it is. Grasp this. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit, that we are children of God. I this on those days when we forget. Who am I to him? Who am I to anyone? Anybody ever have a pity party? I don't know, maybe they're fun at the beginning, but, you know... <laughs> as they go on and on. Where do our thoughts go? They circle around on the things that point us to us and point us to all the ugliness of the world. And we forget. We forget who we are. And it's the spirit of God in us. It's Jesus in us who will not leave us alone. Remember, he will not leave them as orphans. It testifies. It tells our spirit. We are children of God. You have been saved By the grace of God. Jesus paid the the price for you. And not only that, he is alive and living. And because of that, we have hope. And our spirit, the spirit of God lives in us. And as life gets hard, in the same way, it tells us in Romans 8.26, in the same way, the spirit also helps our weaknesses, weaknesses he comes alongside he breathes courage into us for we do not know how to pray as we should but the spirit himself another like the spirit himself god it's god he's trying to to put that in on us so that we get it the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Have you ever prayed to God and not known what to say? Because you're just so sad that you can't even form words in your mind, or you're so overcome with fear. The Spirit is testifying with our spirit, <coughs> He's interceding for us to God. Christ went so that he would not just be by our side. He would be in us, changing us to remind us that we are redeemed souls for Christ. And the spirit moves in us so that we will live like who we are in Christ. Jesus said, they, everyone will know that you are mine by your love for each other. He's talking about his family, the church family, those that are his. Because God gave again. He gave the gift of the church. The people who through Christ are now our brothers and sister in Christ, his family. Ladies, when we are in Christ, we are sisters in this room. There's one brother back there. We are sisters in Christ. We are family, you and me. Remember in the Old Testament, God showed his great love and the way of forgiveness and who he is to the people of Israel so that all the nations around could see. In the same way, through Jesus Christ, who takes God's love to the ends of the earth and through his disciples and followers, you and me, telling of Jesus' sacrifice for them, telling of God's great love, we still see how God is holy and just and righteous. He doesn't change, remember? He is faithful and loving and forgiving and compassionate. And he has given the church to be our spiritual family, to gain support and grow in truth and love and togetherness, to find a place of healing and forgiveness, a place of encouragement where courage is breathed into us by other believers who have the same spirit, who remind us of God's promises and his truths and how much he loves you when we are down and we cannot do it for ourselves. This is a place where we bear with one another Bearing with one another means that we bear their burdens and we help. But sometimes we we bear with others in their negative sides, right? I know that a lot of times my family has to bear with me. In a family, there has to be a lot of forgiveness. Because we need to ask is the love of Jesus visible? In our love for each other, bitterness, unforgiveness, ugliness, backstabbing, gossip, hardness of heart, these things do not belong in God's family. First, Christ forgave us all, and He died so that we could be forgiven who are we to deny that to someone else please note here that i am not saying that it is easy or that a wrong had not has not occurred but let me tell you this truth friends Unfor- unforgiveness turns to bitterness and a bitter heart turns hard and brittle and easily wounded and it carries on, not even to just that one instance, but it, that hardness and ugliness in our hearts carries on into other unrelated areas as well. Because if we let it go unchecked, we suddenly lose control over who we are hard of heart or bitter toward, because it just becomes a way of it breaks our relationship with others and most horribly, with God. If left unchecked, it festers and we start to get judgmental and wonder why God doesn't do something about it or wonder if he sees, wonder, is he really just? And it spirals into this comparing and head-shaking and we go right down this ugly rabbit hole. Oh, friends, this is not what God intended in his family. Do you have someone you need to forgive? Pray for them. I got out of the habit, and I saw that my heart and my mind was going places that I did not want them to go because, by golly, I thought I had dealt with that years ago. And that actually I was uh, a couple years ago I was teaching on something that brought it all up again and instead of going right to my knees, I was a little ticked off because I thought, I've already dealt with that." And the Lord was saying, "Girlfriend, I've got a lot of work to do here." But I'm slowly stepping back into obedience and praying for those people who just caused those deep wounds. After all, here's the truth. I think I've grown a lot since that time. I don't know anything about their hearts and lives. But I do know that if they're my sisters in Christ, that God wants them restored to himself. He wants them to live a life full in Jesus Christ that they may know him and love him and serve him. And I should pray for my sisters in Christ to that end. That would please my Lord and in the process make me more like his son. And truly, truly that's what I want over this ugliness in my own heart. I want it to be his and I want it to be soft and pliable and open and overflowing with his great love. So pray for them, even if it starts with just one sentence and even if it's the same one over and over. Maybe it's, Lord, may whoever see your love for her today. Amen every time that yacht comes up take it to the lord with this prayer and pray for her lord give me your eyes and ears and heart holy spirit change me that i may bring glory to my king these ladies jesus's death his resurrection the holy spirit and the church do you see how god kept giving? And giving, how he continues to give. He gave his son, he gave life, he gave his very spirit, he gave us the church. And I pray that we come away today being overwhelmed with how magnificent our great God is from beginning to bringing everything to pass and everything that is to come. How deep the Father's love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And yet because the power of God, our Lord Jesus Christ lives. We serve a living God and he has not left us alone. His very spirit lives in us. And he has given us each other's to walk with Christ and to hold each other up, to follow the spirit. And do you read, did you read this week where how... When the Spirit came upon them and they spoke in all the different languages, it wasn't just for the heck of it. Do you know what they were speaking about? Did you catch that part? They were talking about the mighty works of God. Ladies, the Spirit works in us so that we may tell of the mighty works of God. From Jesus' death and resurrection to the Spirit to the church, ladies, Lord, may our hearts just be filled to overflowing of your goodness and may it flow back out to you, Lord, and to anyone who he puts in our path for his glory forever and ever. Amen.